Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Well, you know, uh, this is the first uh, program of the new month. Uh, February is always uh, one of our better months. And we're going to start off today with uh, one of the most unusual um, guests and uh, products that we've had in a long time. We're welcoming Luke Snyder to the program. He's co-founder of a company uh, that uh, provides coffee. It's called Fire Department Coffee, and it's amongst the best coffees I've ever tasted. And Luke, welcome to the program. Thank you, Don. Good morning, and I appreciate you having us. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, and thank you for your kind words. Well, it's true. Um, you sent us a sample, and we've tried it, and we, we haven't used any other coffee since. So uh, that tells awesome. a little bit about it. Um, uh, but, Luke, as, as we ask all of our guests, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself personally before we get into anything else. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm in Rockford, Illinois, and that's where our business is located. I'm a firefighter here as well in Rockford, and um, I uh, come from a, a family, uh, a Christian family, who uh, taught me to uh, work hard growing up, and um, always built confidence that if you work hard enough, uh, you can achieve any of your goals. I uh, once I got out of high school I went into the, the military and I served in the Navy for four years and after I got out of the Navy I became a firefighter and as everybody knows uh, uh, working long hours coffee is a, an essential part of that so I, I, I really fell in love with coffee and and drinking coffee all the time and, and my wife got me drinking the good coffee and then I, I, I fell in love with drinking fresh roasted uh high quality coffee and uh, we started roasting coffee and then uh, this is this is all kind of developed and and bloomed and then we we launched fire department coffee seven months ago well uh, you sent me a sample and I'm really pleased well uh, first tell us well what makes your coffees different from any other coffee well we uh, we we use only the best beans. We make sure to uh, to source our beans from uh, environmentally uh, responsible farms and socially and re- environmentally friendly farms. And uh, our coffee is roasted to order. So when we get an order, that coffee uh, is roasted within a few days of being shipped. So when that person uh, receives the coffee it's it's just packed with aroma and flavor because of the freshness of the coffee and we offer subscriptions so that uh they can they can have their coffee shipped to them freshly uh roasted in whatever increments or frequency that they'd like and the other unique part about our coffee is we offer bulk pricing for for fresh roasted coffee to fire departments uh first responders, uh, military, and government agencies, which uh, I believe we're probably one of the only ones, the only one that I know of that, that actually does that. Uh, so, yeah, we're, that's our, 
or core market is uh, firefighters and first responders and military since uh, co-founder Mark Williams and myself are both veterans and he's also a firefighter. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Let's let's take your, your company a little bit of um, piece by piece. But first, uh, you say, uh, how, do, how do you buy your, your beans? I mean, do you go to Columbia? Do you use an agent? How do you know what you're getting? We, we use a, a coffee trader, so uh, an, an importer uh, that, that we trust, and uh, they source the coffee from different farms around the world, and, uh, and we make sure we test that coffee before we buy, you know, pallets of it. We make sure that we test that coffee and that it's, it's to our standards as well. Uh, but it, it starts with the, with the farm, obviously, the the growers and the farmers that the that they're making sure that they follow certain uh, standards to growing the coffee and we use a trader that we make sure that we can trust and we've built a relationship with them over the years and uh, and we know that they're going to give us only the highest quality coffee okay um, well, by the way what is your website before we go further so our get uh, listeners can jump on it Okay, it's uh, firedepartmentcoffee.com, and it's fire, and the department is D-E-P-T, coffee.com. Okay. Simple, easy to remember. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it a couple of times. Well, uh, one, uh, before we went on the air, you said you, right now you do most of your uh, – sales through through the uh, website well how do people know about you uh we we bring a lot of traffic through uh word of mouth but also through our social media uh facebook instagram twitter um mark is uh is a professional photographer and uh he's really creative guy and uh he he's really good at creating content uh, so we get a lot of organic reach through our uh, social media and uh, shareable content that uh, really connects to our core market. And uh, so that I would say mostly it's it's organic reach through uh, social media, word of mouth. They say tell a friend, tell a phone, tell a fireman. Uh, it, it it spreads when when there's something good, the the word of mouth spreads. So it's we've been really grateful for that and just. Uh, uh, blessed that we've we've had so much great feedback and just uh, support from our uh, our fire family, our military family, and all our friends. Uh, we like to call Fire Department Coffee the FDC crew or FDC family because it really is uh, a, a company that cares about the people that that we serve coffee to, and we we look to foster those relationships in the business relationships and partnerships that we we also uh build is uh just just people that uh you know have the same kind of like-minded uh thought that uh we want to to be able to use this company to be able to give back to uh to fire service and veteran communities so well, well uh that's very interesting but let's let's talk a, a little further um 
uh, you know, I've always associated uh, firehouses with very strong coffee. Is your coffee stronger than most? And you also, I know, have a couple of uh, uh, liquor-infused uh, coffees. Tell us a little bit about, about both of those things. Yeah. Uh, so it it definitely does the job. We have uh, we have uh, thousands of firefighters and fire departments around the U.S. Uh, drinking our coffee every day. It's in uh, thousands of fire stations. Uh, busy 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 cities uh, also have our coffee, and it, it does the job for for them. So it, it definitely does the job, and it's strong enough to keep you going throughout the day and. Uh, we like it. It's 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 it, we call it the easiest drinking coffee you ever have because you can drink it all day long. It's uh it's smooth and flavorful and it's really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, we do also do some uh, spirit infused coffees, which we'll be launching our line of uh, spirit infused uh, coffees here coming soon. We did a pre-release and we did we've done some samplers with it. And the, the feedback was really good. So far, we've uh, we've done a few uh, sampler packs of our bourbon-infused coffee and our rum-infused coffee. And that all started um, when we started roasting coffee. We started doing, like, barrel-infused coffees or barrel-conditioned coffees where we would place the, the green raw coffee into bourbon barrels or uh, we've also done wine barrels in the past and experimenting with infusing the coffee in different methods. And we really just took that, what we learned from that, and, and perfected it. And uh, we, we actually created our own process, which we called the spirit infused, where we, we actually infused the, the alcohol into the green coffee before we roast it so that when we roast it, 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 it roasts off the alcohol, but it leaves a lot of the aroma and flavor of that spirit, and it turns out uh, really nice and enjoyable, but not being too overpowering. Well, uh, I haven't tried those yet. You sent me a packet because I'm not a drinker myself, and I wanted to find the right person to do that. To do that, and I'll report back to our listeners. But now. Um, you're sitting here, you know, you're a fireman, you're doing this. What are your plans for the future? Uh, just uh, keep doing what we love doing uh, and keep growing this the business uh, and uh, keep working on the fire department as long as I can. I love it. It's a, it's a great job, uh, great family there, and uh, just going to keep keep working at it, keep taking it one day at a time. Uh, so we're just thankful for for all the great feedback we've had so far. But uh, we're just taking it a day at a time and uh, just keep working hard and, and keep focused on what the goals are. And our goals are, are to continue to uh, to build our brand and our, our, pro, our, um, our company. And, uh, yeah. Okay, well... Um... Let's talk a little bit about pricing. Uh, how do you price your your your, um, your your coffee? Uh, well, we price it depending on the on which coffee it is. So, uh, or for our original coffee, it is eleven ninety nine for a full pound, 
Um, some some companies, a lot of a lot of companies actually, especially in the store, uh, they they'll have sometimes 12 ounce bags or 11 ounce bags. It's a full pound of coffee uh, for original roast. It's 11.99. We always offer or we always give first responder discounts and military discounts. Uh, that's always 15% off. And we do promotions. Uh, uh, usually we do a promotion every month. So uh, if they subs- if someone subscribes to our email list, they'll be notified when we run a promotion. We might have a special offer that we're, that we're running. Uh, but uh, that's the cost of our original uh, roast. And then we have a dark roast as well. Uh, which is uh, is thirteen, it's thirteen dollars, uh, and uh, and that one is uh, is the Komodo dragon bean from the Flores Island. That's a uh, bean that we source um, from the Flores Island of Indonesia. It's it's a organic, fair trade, and Raid Forest Alliance uh, coffee, and it's really nice. We roast it two ways, dark and darker. And it, it adds a, a little bit more balance that way, um, a little more depth and, and complexity to the to the roast. Well, you, you know, you sound like a real expert in this. How did you get, get gain all this knowledge? Just uh, experience, mainly uh, working hard at it, and um, with the coffee, at least, uh, you know, with, with the coffee, I've just I've had. Uh, in, in a lot of senses, pay for my education. Um, I, I, I learn for, uh, I learn from as much from other people as I can. Uh, and, uh, but a lot of it's experience and learning about the different coffees. Uh, I've been, as far as like everything else in the business, I've just been really blessed, uh, to have great people around me. And, uh, and I think that's so important as a business owner is, when I when I first started, we well myself I know I was trying to do everything. I was trying to do a, a lot of things that I didn't have experience in, and uh, I I learned quickly that it it's important to be able to put the people around you who know how to do those things, who know how to do the website, who know how to do the marketing. Um, those kind of things are really important, and and just putting those people around you that are are great at what they do and i think that's as a as a small business owner you have to be able to do more with less so you really have to find great people that that you surround yourself and we really just created a great team here and we work well together and everybody brings something different to the table so i haven't this the, the success we've had is is not just from me it's from everybody in this team um they all bring everyone brings something different well tell us about about your team we're, we're talking with luke snyder who's co-founder of fire department coffee which is uh in my humble opinion one of the best coffees i've ever tasted so luke you you brought these people in who did you bring in so um, my wife and I started roasting coffee together, and uh, she was the one who really introduced me to uh, to drinking great coffee and the difference between fresh roasted coffee. And she was also a um, she 
had years of experience as a cafe manager. So she brought a lot of knowledge to start um, when we when we started uh, roasting coffee. When uh, when we launched Fire Department Coffee about seven months ago, I teamed up with Mark Williams, co-founder of Fire Department Coffee, and he he brings that eye, that visual eye of photography, of content, of just the creative, the creativeness and. Uh, he really is a creative um, guy, and, and, and really blessed to have him on the team. He's he's super uh, super strategic, makes a lot of sound decisions. He's my my right hand man, or, or you know we we we're, we work well together, and we come from uh, similar backgrounds with the military and the fire service. He's got great work work ethics and works super hard every day in this business and I'm very grateful to, to have him and have my wife. And then we uh, recently added uh, Bennett freeze to the team. Who's an assistant full-time roaster. And he's also has experience um, in Europe uh, roasting caught or um, in a cafe in, in Europe and a lot of cafe experience. And, and uh, we've been training him on roasting and uh, just, he he just loves coffee and and really brings a lot of that coffee knowledge adds to the team, and we're just continuing continuing to uh, to grow our knowledge and and never stop learning and continue our uh, learning in different areas. But I think that's key just to never never settle with what you know and just continue to learn and work hard and. Uh, and we look forward to adding more people to the team as we grow. Well, how do when you say you grow, what do you hope to do? Uh, um, do you hope to put your coffee into uh, stores? What do you hope to do? Uh, we we don't have a, a plan. We are in a few stores right now, but that's not really our uh, strategy. Our strategy is just to continue to grow our online presence and our brand. And right now, we we sell in all 50 states. We get um, we get requests every day uh, for international. Uh, so we we really just plan to grow our continue to grow our brand and um, build our brand as an international coffee brand that uh, people can know and trust and depend on as a good source of uh, a great a great source of coffee and um so we're focused on just continuing to grow our base right now and uh we'll see what the future has in in hold for us we've we've had some offers from some different ventures but uh right now we're just focused on on growing and um continue to build our brand and or online traffic so it sounds as if you're really grounded in what you want to do and how you want to do it. But let me ask you, as I ask many guests who are entrepreneurs, what are the three things you've learned that you pass on to other entrepreneurs or people starting a business? That's a great question. Um, I would say work hard be open-minded and be able to adapt. And, and I feel like 
that those are things that through um through my experience mm-hmm. in the just from what my parents taught me growing up to the military and into the fire service is be open-minded continue to work hard stay focused and be able to adapt because things never happen as as planned and always always and things don't always always turn out the way we think they're going to turn out but if you work hard and you stay focused and you're you're able to adapt to the changes you'll overcome well that's very good advice uh, uh someone just sent an email across my desk um this is somewhat out of order but uh, about how many um, uh fire departments uh, what percentage of your business comes from from the military and the fire departments do you have any idea at this point it's definitely uh i i don't have an exact number for you but a lot of our business is uh through our core market is first responders and uh fire departments and uh we're growing new accounts daily um people are hearing about us a lot through word of mouth a lot through our online uh organic reach through social media and um I don't have an exact number, but it is, uh, I would say, a, a large percentage of our of our sales. Well, I imagine so. It's, it sounds that way. But one thing you are building up is a great uh, list of first responders in terms of email lists that eventually becomes a very valuable tool. Very valuable, yeah. Email marketing is so important. Uh, you're absolutely right about that, and uh, I'd say email marketing is is up there as one of the best forms of marketing. I'd say probably word of mouth is is definitely uh, super powerful, but email marketing is definitely powerful, and, and that's something that we we're always continuing to uh, to work on growing is our email list. Uh, a great email list uh, is. Uh, super important we're talking with luke schneider he, he's co-founder of fire department coffee um which I, I keep saying because in fact i'm drinking it right now it's really great coffee <laughs> thank and, you uh, uh, luke doesn't know this but i seldom do this on the air uh, i always we always try to sample a product before we have someone but in this and in this case, we were really happy we did. So we may be a, a happy customer from now on. Um, but we're not a first responder, though. As, as a teenager, I did uh, was a uh, EMT uh, um, with a, a volunteer outfit, and I know what a great job uh, firemen and EMTs do. Um, they're a first line uh, in any emergency. Thank you, Don. I really appreciate that. And uh, and and uh, we also, yeah, we have a, a ton of customers that aren't first responders or not firefighters. Uh, we really relate to the working class people and just people who drink coffee daily. You know, it's part of their daily grind, drinking coffee, uh, help them get through the day. And we want to make that an enjoyable part of their day. So 
uh, we really feel that we connect with, as a company, we connect with the working class people. So not just firefighters and first responders and military, but people who work hard daily and they're the nuts and bolts of this country. And they really, you know, everybody's job is important and uh, everybody has a different job. But it's just it's just as important to to uh, as everyone else's. I mean, everybody's role is super important, and and that's what um, this country, you know, that's what this this country was founded on is hardworking people that do their job daily and work hard. And and we love this country. Uh, we're we're countrymen. Um, God bless the USA, and and thank you for for everybody's work. Well, th thank you, Luke Snyder, for, for being with us today. It's been an enjoyable uh, time with you, and thank you. Thank you, Don. It's been an honor to be on your show. I appreciate you having having me. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, have a good day, and good luck to you. Thank you, Don. Thank you. You too. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We have a, ver a very interesting person as our next guest. Uh, he uh, had a rock band, and now he's an IT entrepreneur. Tom Crowley, welcome to the program. Hello, Don. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be with you. Well, you know, um, with, with that introduction, and actually my first question is, um, tell us a little bit about how you got to be a... a rock band opening for three dog nights etc and then we'll go into what you're doing now sure sure well i was very fortunate growing up um i had a brother 10 years my elder who started playing drums in high school and when he went off to college he left the drums at home so it all started there just started to play along with the jukebox old jefferson airplane and beatles records and then just played all the way through high school and through college and Ended up in a band out in Los Angeles and ended up getting a record deal with MCA, and I spent about four years out there as a full-time working uh, musician. And just, I was living my dream, Don. I was a very fortunate man. <laughs> well, you uh, you opened with, three, uh, it says here, Three Dog Night and the Beach Boys. Um, that's right. That's fascinating. Um, well, I, I'm questioning what what made you give it up finally? Actually, to this day, I still play. I just uh, actually have this is my day job instead of that is my day job. So I currently have a working band that, that's playing around the Chicago area as well as um, I'm in the recording studio right now recording another, uh, another record, a, a short five-song EP. So uh, I really haven't let it die, I'm, and it's just something I just absolutely love and 
my wife understands that, my kids understand that, and I'm just uh, very blessed to be able to continue that as well as have this business. Oh, uh, what's the name of your band? My band now is called the Wichita Jacks, and it's kind of an acoustic electric <laughs> outfit that play. We just played in some clubs and some events around the Chicago area, and we're a, kind of a southern rock slash jam band type outfit, and you know, we just sell, all guys around the same age, we just have a blast doing it. Well, that sounds fascinating. I'll ask one more quick question. What was the name sure. of your band when you were in L.A.? It was called Idle Tears, I-D-L-E, Tears. And we were hmm. actually out of the Lake County, uh, Libertyville, Illinois, when we started and um, ended up out there securing a record deal with MCA, and we cut a record and had a you know video or two on MTV back in the day when MTV actually showed videos, and uh, along the way that's when we actually had that opportunity to go out and play with the Beach Boys and Three Dog Night. That was on the Fourth of July uh, at the, on the Mall at Washington D.C. It was it was quite an event. Wow. So, well, did you meet your wife while you were with the band or or afterwards? Actually, met her. Uh, Right around here, we were just out one evening, and she happened to be in the in the same place as me, and and that was it. <laughs> so, yep, man, that's always the here. case. You don't know how yeah. it happened, bam. Right. <laughs> well, now, okay, we know what your nighttime job is. Now, what is your daytime job? <laughs> so, I'm uh, currently CEO of MBX Systems also located in Libertyville, Illinois. Um, my wife and I founded the company back in 1995 as a, as a components company. At that time, we were called Drive Express, and we opened up in the midst of the Windows 95 explosion, pretty much pre-internet when all the purchasing was done through the Computer Shopper magazine. People remember that old Bible. And uh, the business has since evolved to where we've become a... a OEM server appliance manufacturer as well as a custom OEM manufacturer of uh, servers and computer systems for software companies around the globe. Hmm. Well, if I recall, you, uh, apparently you like Libertyville, but I, um, I, I'm probably wrong, but I thought the, the old Bell Labs was out that way. Uh, you know, it was a big, a big tech center. Yes, there there are definitely pockets up uh, in the you know north part of the Chicago metropolitan area. I forget exactly where Bell Labs might have been, but I think you're correct on that. And well, uh, well, motor, motor, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Well, you know, there's a correlation of uh, good programmers and uh, people who understand IT are also good musicians. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that, but uh, it's been uh, shown many times. And uh, but anyway, that. Um, but now you have a company. When you say uh, customized OEM, what do you do? So um, right now we we engage with software companies who are looking to deploy their software. Software companies look to deploy their software really any way they can, right? Some are in the cloud, some are on a 
hardened appliance like we make, um, some as a service. So we engage them when they're interested in getting an optimized server that's going to run their software, you know, the, the best it can be. So it's still a uh, very strong and solid deployment method. So a software company engages us, we talk to them, we run them through a complete design process of the hardware, identifying the exact points of the machine that's going to help them optimize their software when a customer plugs it in. And then we also will take it the next step in terms of branding the machine and branding the outer boxing and creating all the inside marketing materials. And then we can ship it pretty much anywhere around the globe and then we can support it anywhere, pretty much anywhere around the globe. We handle their certifications as well as uh, we can assist them with their updates. But, uh, so. I'm, but I'm a little confused. You, um, uh, a lot of companies are going to the cloud, uh, clouds to get their, their, their software. The, yeah. What you provide is, is a box where they want to install it in their own facility or I'm a little confused and I'm sorry to uh, I know enough IT to be dangerous. Sure, sure. So um, it's really it's it's a combination. Some of our boxes do end. Some of our customers' machines do up, end up in the cloud. And you know, the, by by definition, the cloud is it's almost subjective, right? You know, there's public cloud, there's private cloud. Um, so a lot of our customers might put it in a public cloud where it might be used as software as a service. Otherwise, they might bring it within their facility and use it just, you know, deploy it right within their database or, I mean, their their data center and make it available to their, to their customers within their, you know, four walls, so to speak. So it's, it's really become a mix. But they're still interested in something that will run their software in the most optimized fashion, be it in the public cloud or private cloud. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, let me see if okay. I can put it in, in my terms. Because sure. this program is um, elicited, um, uh, elicited information. So basically, um, if I come up with a new program, you, you, you develop a box that runs it optimally. And then if, if they want to sell it as a, uh, a cloud, they put it in their own facility and allow people to run off of it. Would that be a way of putting it? That would be one. That would be one deployment method, correct? You know, and actually, our our customers are once removed from the actual end user because their our customers are selling it to their end users. So right. yes, that would that that would that would sum up you know one version of how they would deploy it, correct? Okay, and the other one is they put the, uh, an optimal machine together and then actually install it in the customer's facility if they wanted it. Correct. Am I correct? Yes. Well, yes. That would be considered so that the private cloud or, you know, right. their server room, <laughs> you know, so. Right. Well, you know, uh, it's such a refreshing change. I think for the last six months, all I've had on this program, people talking about going to the cloud, going to the cloud. And here we have somebody who says, well, I build machines so you don't have to go to the cloud. 
you know, <laughs> that's it's, it's right. refreshing. Oh, um, good, good. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Well, no, it is. Um, but uh, you, you're, um, uh, how big an operation, how many people do you have working for you, and how big an operation do you have? Sure. We have, um, currently we have about 130 employees, um, and we're in a 84,000 square foot facility, and we can currently do our our throughput is just on one shift is probably between 15 and 17,000 units a month, and and that's that's basically the size of where we are right now. We, you know, we're 21. We'll be 22 years old in April, and we, uh, you know, we're still as much as a lot of software has gone to the cloud. We're still seeing a significant demand for this type of software deployment. So we're still on a growth path, and that's it's very exciting. And one of the other things we do is we look towards uh, verticals that are hardware dependent. So, for example, um, being able to support customers who are in the basically the video space, where they actually need some type of a hardware, is is also a growing part of our business as well as you might you know guess the storage business people need boxes to 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 do storage and disaster recovery and those are some of the other uh, stronger markets that we do uh, and in the process what we're also expanding upon is other capabilities where we can not only deploy the software but see what other services we might be able to assist them on when it comes to um, engineering or logistics or maybe some ad more advanced support services. And then we also are involved, we actually invest in our own software team. And the software that we make available to our customers has been a, a key differentiator in uh, many of the deals that we've secured. So we're very proud of that and continue to, to invest in that as well. Well, um, you're in business 22 years. What are some of the, what are the three things you've you've learned that you you would pass on to our audience? Sure. Which remember, mostly small business uh, owners. Um, I'd say first, listen to your wife. <laughs> that's a, that's, we wholeheartedly with that one. <laughs> you know, but honestly, I'm serious. There's as she's not working in the business full time and. You know, I'll come home and I'll, throughout the years, bounce some, some things off of her and, you know, she'll make me realize some things that I, I'm, you know, so immersed in the weeds that I can't see. But um, honestly, we've been, uh, you know, she's just been so wonderful and not only is a wonderful mother and wife, but actually is a, you know, an advisor. Um, uh, two other things I would say is um, what, what I've learned is, you can't. You just always need to find the best people you possibly can, and take your time doing it. And I've been very fortunate that I'm surrounded right now by employees who who really care, and we've, you know, created a culture here of that. And so I would say that just, you know, hire the best that you can, and be open to learn from them. You know, there's so many people here who are much smarter than I am. And that's that's what I have done and will continue to do. And then um, 
probably third is, you know, have just have some fun along the way. You know, don't forget that, you know, it's a, it's a short life. And, uh, you know, as much as, as passionate as you can be about your business and as much as you want to make it succeed and, you know, just always remember to keep your sense of humor. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Well, um, um, how have you financed your growth? I'm sorry? How have you financed your growth? Um, have you gone out? We've had, uh, sure, we've had um, consistent lending with uh, local lenders here in the Chicago area. It's been an asset-based lending um, situation. So receivables and inventory through um, through local banks in, in the Chicago area at this point. We haven't needed to go out for any additional uh, funding. There are also two, our bank was also able to um, lend us the money to do the expansion that we did in 2012. Uh, over the what are, what do you think has been your um, a problem that you've overcome? Some of the big big problems you've overcome. You 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 you've morphed into a company. How did you uh, decide to morph into the company you are today? That's that's a great question. I'll try to keep it short. Um, you know, along the way, as technology has changed, we've we've had to adapt, and so what. What our culture promotes is that constant 360 view of the tech world in terms of where we're playing and, you know, trying to stay on top of the latest trends and talking to our customers and, and seeing, where the, seeing where we might need to shift or not shift. Um, so really just paying attention to the market, paying attention to our customers. You know, I've had, I think we're on our, you know, fourth name in 22 years because of how things have changed. And, um, and this is another year of change where we're expanding our software capabilities as well as our, our service capabilities. So that's pretty much been the mantra is to keep our eyes open and, and develop ways to respond to the market in a way where we can keep going. Um, uh, have you made any mistakes along the way? <laughs> That's a much longer conversation. <laughs> I, I absolutely have. Um, you know, one of the ones was not realizing early on when, in, uh, in terms of the importance of, you know, making sure you have the best people in place. Um, the, what, what we try to do, um, we have a, an annual planning process, and one of the things we do is we have a section in the planning process called the Brutal Facts. So it's a very open and candid discussion about, you know, where we are and, and what what the market is doing, what our employees are doing, and to uh, to to and address, you know, head on any mistakes that we've made. Um, and I, you know, I've yeah, my, my list is many of the mistakes I've made, but I think that, you know, like like anybody who does what I do or any other entrepreneurs, they make mistakes, but you learn from them and then you move on. Well, Tom, what's the name of your company and how do people um, find you? Well, we're MBX Systems, like Michael Boy X-Ray Systems, and it's mbx.com. 
And that's where you can find us and all of our contact information is there as well as uh, some employee information and some career information. We are hiring right now and uh, excited about the future. What do you look for in a hire? Um, really look for, you know, obviously depending on the position, you know, first the, the skill set that is required to, you know, fill that position the best you can from a skill set standpoint. And then really just get more into the human side of the person in terms of, you know, who they are, what their interests are, um, look at their background, look at what, you know, describe where they see themselves, and, you know, see if at the end of, at the, at the, end of the discussion, see if there's a fit there. And some people have obviously fit, and, you know, others you, you just, you know, move past. And so that's what we look for. Good. Have you ever had uh, have the occasion to fire somebody, and what did you learn from it? I'm sorry, one more time. Um, have, have you had to let somebody go, and what did you learn from it? Sure. Un yes, unfortunately, that's one of the, um, the hardest things to do in my position. And um, really what you learn from it is, what didn't we discover during the initial interview process that we could have uncovered or spent more time on figuring out in advance of actually bringing them on? And, you know, there have been times where we think we've done everything and looked at, you know, we thought we've covered all the bases in terms of a hire and extended an offer and somebody comes on and it doesn't work out. So you just do the best you can when it comes to you know, learning from that and, and adjusting your approach and your hiring process and maybe coming up with other questions that are more uh, suited to uncover some things that would either bring them on or not. Those are good answers. Um, uh, Tom, what, where is your next uh, gig on your band? Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm in the studio so I haven't set up any live stuff, but I plan on having that uh, that little record done in a couple months here. And then summertime is when we like to get out and play some of the outdoor venues around. So I'm sure it'll be uh, sometime in the summer. And we have a the band has a website, WichitaJacks.com, and so we post our our uh, our schedule up there. So if anybody wants to check it out, go ahead. Well, um, well, we'll have to get back to you in the summertime and see about that. And maybe you can play one of your songs on our show. But Tom, <laughs> it's been a real. Well, why not? You know, we do everything on this to. show. <laughs> I, I'd love to, Don. It's been a. It's been, I'm really honored to be speaking with you, and you know, grateful to have the opportunity to be on your show today. Well, I'm, we're really glad you came by. You certainly gave us a lot to think about, and we thank you. Uh, and, and like I say, when the record's out, call us back, and we'll, we'll see what we can do about it. I'll, I'll send you a free copy. <laughs> you, you got it. We'll really look forward. Have a good day, and best to you.
Thank you very much, Don, as well to you. Thank you. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture.